0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our Wellspring podcast. I'm Craig.
1: I'm Alicia Tappan.
0: Hey, Alicia, and we also have a little Quinn here with us this morning, so we got a third. Although he won't be speaking too much, will he?
1: I'm not sure. He might have some things to say. <laughs> he but. may have
0: a few things to say. <laughs> um, we are um, we're really excited to be with you this morning. And Alicia and I have just been chatting here before, having a little discussion about what we might talk to you guys about, and um, and. I think the big word we're kind of landing on is truth.
1: Yeah, it's truth.
0: The importance of truth, right?
1: Right, and just the opportunity to be vulnerable and transparent, yeah. so that people can really see your truth.
0: Yeah, and and so we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit un- unpack that and see what being truthful and why it's important to be truthful. And the first thing that comes to mind um, as we start talking about it is, I don't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm like, ah, surely we can just be a little bit open and just give a little bit of myself away and just tell you know not I'm not gonna lie but I'm not gonna tell the whole truth Mm, okay so let's let's talk about that a little bit why why is it so important to be um truthful and what's what are we getting at here
1: sure uh well I think it's funny because that piggybacks off of the last one when you talked about introverts and extroverts Mm -hmm. and I am also an extrovert right and so we have to have open dialogue all the time, Mm -hmm. especially as an extrovert. So if we are honest and telling the truth, we can never really be pushed back on anything that we say, Mm -hmm. right? Because it will just be what it is. However, um, telling the whole truth can scare people and it can make people uncomfortable because it kind of lights up some of those things that they might be hiding and don't want people to know just
0: yet. Yeah, yeah. So as I understand it and some of the things I've read... ...is extroverts sort of process through relationship. They process through speaking, through hey. interaction. Introverts tend to process in their heads when they're alone. And so when they're interacting it tends to be a little bit more thoughtful... ...or at least it's it's all happened before in my head. And it's, and it's quite draining in, yeah. in a lot of ways <laughs> to be... ...which is kind of weird for the extroverts to hear that... ...but it, it is draining to, to, to be talking to people. But nonetheless truth is truth... Mm-hmm. And and we both have to um, we have we have to go there in different ways. Whether you, no matter what your personality style is, right. being truthful in the relationship um, helps build those relationships right. and, and and make them deeper. And that's what we long for, right?
1: Right. And I think that speaking from the other side, when we we process everything verbally, um, we also get drained in the sense that. Have I said this to everybody? <laughs> do I need to repeat it to everybody? What do I need to actually say to make myself heard? Yep. And um, when we speak from the heart, and I don't mean just like the the good space, but even the hard parts that have been broken and hardened and, and the things, if we can speak from that, our truth just sort of shines in a way that most people don't necessarily think that they're showing. Like I would never know what you might see because I can't see from your perspective. Right, right. And to hear that and and I've heard it a few times by you know, just people like there's something about you, right? There's something that you have. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that and I know it's I know it's Jesus, but but I don't necessarily recognize that in the moment. I'm just like, oh is it my hair? Yeah. (laughs) Did I get dressed today? I don't know. You know. But no, they see this this honesty about you and that attracts them because they want to be around you and, and like you.
0: Right so at, at wellspring we talk about being real and another word for that is to be be truthful to be honest to be open um, and um there is there is a sense that this this idea of too much information right tmi mm-hmm. right that if i just go around and oh, i don't want to just dump all my stuff on everybody hey. all the time cuz oh. that scares people away right but having said that we we do we do want to be I, I don't know about you but i i love, having close friends. I I want people that care about me and I want to care about other folks. And um, I've found that that doesn't really happen unless you're open and honest with them and and having those truthful relationships.
1: Just making sure he's still there. Um, Well, I appreciate what you're saying because there is too much, right? There is a TMI if you're just venting and Mm. letting everything fall out of your mouth without processing or thinking about it. I actually coined this acronym. It's called RENT. Okay. And whenever I go through something that really boils me um, or it reminds me of something and it triggers me, uh, I tell my husband, like, don't let me come talk to you about it until I've done RENT, which is rest, eat, go outside in nature, mm. then talk about it. Okay. Because what it does is it grounds you back to who you really are and not this heightened version of the drama that you're in- anticipating and being a part of. I call it trauma drama, all right. right? And it's the thing that just swirls around and like how come I couldn't fix it or what was wrong or what did I do or whatever. You actually have to let go of all of that and then talk about it because then you can see the truth and you're willing to listen yep. to somebody who actually wants to speak the truth to you. And,
0: and who do you talk to?
1: So I recommend if it's a crisis, yeah. <laughs> somebody who has a, license in mental health. You yeah. <laughs> but your girlfriend, your best friend, your husband, your whoever is also a great, you know, mentor and advocate in your in your space as long as they have their best interest, your best interest in heart not yep. their own.
0: So these are people that you've invested time with that you've built some trust, um, yeah. built significant trust with um, and, and all that takes time and effort and it takes some truth right. and openness and honesty and vulnerability and all those things that we scared the crap out of an introvert like me yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: well and and just to give you an example like this weekend um my husband and i got into kind of like a conflict of conversation we both saw something the same thing different p- perspectives right and i said you know what's really bothering you and he's like nothing this is just where i'm at mm. okay and i think we all do that i think we all just say well on the surface i'm just irritated yep. but when we actually sat there and i said well just tell me like was it worth that reaction? You know, was it worth that? And he said, no. And I said, and then he poured it out. I just have to be perfect. Mm. Perfect at home, perfect mm. at work. And, and he's like, and I'm, I think I'm tired. And I said, that's it. That's what's bothering you. Right. And I don't think that we recognize it in the moment until somebody is willing to actually listen to you and say, how are you really? right and that is our moment to give our truth because they want to know they really are invested in what you're going to say and you shouldn't hold back in those moments
0: right right a- and again that that only comes from having built a relationship with with somebody through right. being open and honest and, and and building up that level of trust I, I i don't know about you i i got really good i did it for 20 plus years at being able to put the face up right and and just to not let anybody really see. Because there was always this sense that, hey, if you really knew who I was, then you wouldn't really like me. Right. A- and even people that started to get close, it was, well, you know, you just shared little bits and pieces and, and, and just like that. So that, in the church environment, how, how do we get through that?
1: Oh, Good question. Because we are, we're all putting a good face. I'm fine. Yeah, things are great, yep. you know, because I only see you once a week or well, maybe why, twice. Why, why
0: do we say that? Why, why did I do that for so long?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not that I know all the answers, but what I would say is commonly we don't want to dig into something that's going to take more of your time, mm. right? If I can get by with a smile and a wave and a hug, then that means that I'm good to go. And I got my cup filled just a little, a bit, little bit, right? Yeah. And if I put all those little bit deposits, I might have half of it full by the time I leave church. Sure. And then I can... And we think we can. We yep. think we can survive off of that. So what's funny, though, and my husband and I talk about it all the time, you only have, like, so much to give in a day, right? And some of us do not start with a full cup. Mm-hmm. Some of us start with issues that are going on right now and so when we deplete those things by trying to be perfect or trying to just appease others or smile and nodding right then we're actually not pouring out as much but if you know anything about god like you can't do it so you have to go to him and so if we're depositing and depleting and we're not actually seeking jesus in all of that then our cup is only going to get half full Mm -hmm. right and i think that's why we talk about that is it half full or half empty. Right. And what we really need to do is pour it all out. And this is what I was um, talking right before we started. Yep. Those wineskins. I love that analogy, like the new wine can't be poured into old skins. And so if you if you realize you have this trauma or these things that are bothering you and you never share them, you're holding on to old wineskins and expecting new things to come in. And then that's when we break down and we we lose it and we make bad choices. Right. And before we know it, we're hiding our truth in shame and doubt and fear. Mm. So I think we we do those not really intentionally those smile and nods. But I think if we were just enough genuine to say hey, oh, hey, he agrees, right? <laughs> Pull me aside and say how are you really? You might see my demeanor changes. Yeah. Right.
0: That's really interesting. I, I love that. I love that analogy of wineskins. I remember hearing a, a sermon on that years ago, um, and, and I grew up where we had um, vineyards around, and I used to work on a vineyard as a as a kid, and my fam- family still has vineyards. So this idea of um, the in in the in the Bible times they would put like in pig skins or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. From a from a th- thing, but it would but that de- deteriorates and um, and it can crack. Right. And so the, the, the analogy, the parable, the story that Jesus told was that you, you first – you don't put new wine into old skins. You've got to change the skin and get a new skin first or a, a new container. Mm-hmm. And so, the, so that for, – for, for us, that the analogy then goes, I, I can't just have all this looking good on the outside because that's just trying to put <laughs> – he, he thinks that's funny –
1: He's never made this much noise like, in his Indeed. whole life. He's
0: been quiet for the last <laughs> few minutes that we were talking beforehand, but now he's having trouble. So, yeah, coming back to that winescreen piece is that it, by by putting new wine in old wineskins, it's kind of like just trying to f- put the face on over the top of something that's still not being dealt with, right?
1: That was really good, yeah, because I think that's what we do. Even okay, Even Quinn is like... I got new things to do today, right? And if I treated him like he was first fresh out of the hospital and, you know, he's just going to sleep and and eat and that's it, well, then I haven't adapted to the fact that he's mobile a little bit more and he's more vocal. And so I would not be doing him any justice on who he is today, Right. right? And I think that that's, to me, what you were saying, put that face on that, that hidden baggage as a parent you know i'm denying my kid the opportunity to live his own truth mm-hmm. i'm going to make him follow my expectations of what i think he needs when really there's this whole underlying thing that they need in your situation 25 years of of just putting on the face and in my situation pretending like nothing was wrong right, right. like and and not that i didn't want people to know i just didn't think they could help mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes we like even our kids ah. We don't want to ask for help because we want to do it ourselves. Right. And so if we can do it ourselves, then we're not going to, nothing, no one's going to get in trouble. Nothing bad's going to happen. And we always find ourselves in the
0: opposite. There you go. uh, I mean, isn't that, that's just the default human condition, right? This is right back at the Garden of Eden. It's I just want to do it my way. It's all about me. I know what I'm doing Mm -hmm. and I don't want anybody to help me. Blah, 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 blah. And that's right. That's that's the trap we fall into. And why do so we think we, that
1: that's our truth? Like, why do we think that if we do it ourselves, then we're going to make it possible for whatever our goal is or whatever healing we need? That's where I guess I get stumped, and I think um, because I don't mean to go there, mm. right? I mean, I know I've learned the hard way, but pray first, yeah. right? Because you don't need to be asking for forgiveness; you need to be asking for permission, right? And but then in reality, on earth it's actually easier to ask for, um, you know, forgiveness than it is for permission. Yep. So God's backwards in that space too with us. And and I don't know why we think so deeply that we have to maintain our own level of knowledge and understanding and, and ability because that's the world we live in. You know, I'm, I'm working with this, this woman and she's brilliant. Um, her name's Erica Lane and she has this book called My Selfie Needs No Filter. And she has these camps and it's all here locally and, But th- I heard this message the other day, like, we're so self-absorbed. Self-love, self-worth, self-this, self-that. Even to the point where I heard, if you surround yourself with people you aspire to be like, you're still surrounding yourself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, that was a, a, a whole thing I was holding on to for a long time. Like, I always wanted to be around people who were smarter than me, never right. be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. But I'm not letting God in my circle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? He's actually not in my circle. Right. And so my self-love, self-worth, self-all these things, I'm identifying what I believe to be my truth instead of what God calls us
0: to be. That's really interesting. And and that's so much of my story as well. I I was always looking for people that were doing things that I wanted to do. And I was looking at how did they react, respond, what did they talk, what did they do? And so I start putting in all of these these faces, these patterns, these things over the top because – that's that's how I've got to, I've got to be like them if I want to be like them, a- and yet I'm not being true to myself. And there's that word truth again. Is that mm-hmm. I'm not. And I've even t- spoke to a few people occasionally and through that, and they said, "Well, who is the real Craig?" And I said, well, "What I mean? That's a, what a <laughs> weird question. That's a dumb question. You know, I, I, I'm a engineer. I'm a manager of a company. I'm you know this. I'm that. And that's not." I could never wrap my head around what that that question was, because this idea of being true um, and and honest as to who God created me. And and here's the thing: if I'm if I'm a if I'm a believer in the God of the universe, if I believe that He is all powerful, all knowing, um, and and created everything and created me and loves me for who I am, why, why then do I? Why then do I state that I have this belief in him, and then yet turn my back on him and try to do it all on my own?
1: <laughs> I love that because yeah. it's—I mean, everybody does it, right? You're not alone. I'm not alone. And I—I I love that you brought it in. That if we know this, then why, right? Like, so do we believe it mm. to be true, or do we practice that it's true? Or is it just a concept that like we, we say to ourselves because we've heard it before, right? right? And then we we turn our back. Um, and I want to give you an example. There's this thing that I've done with some of my um, friends and or clients, and it is that, like, who is Craig? Mm. Okay, Craig is an engineer. Okay, who is an engineer that is Craig? Yeah. Okay, let's dig deeper, a father, a, you know, a person of faith. But at the end of the day, what were you created for? God had that special plan for you. And I, I, it's funny that these cliches about who God calls us to be, people say all the time, like, who are you created to be? Or, you know, God is omnipresent, omnipotent, but, but they're true. And when you get into a situation where you really need to call on that, right? Like, God hurry up and get me out of this situation, you know. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, "Nah, yep. jokes on you. I got something for you to learn." You know, um that's when I feel like um our relationship is deepest, right? We go into those desperate moments of who am I really because I'm supposed to be learning something here, not blaming somebody, not doing something different and if you can get to who you were created to be, what is your purpose? Mm. Which is where he brought me to get down on your knees and ask God for what breaks His heart for you.
0: Right.
1: When I heard that, it was different than any other way I'd heard it. What's mm-hmm. your purpose? What's your calling? He's not really doing that. We say that a lot, but He doesn't need you to do His job, right? He needs you to do the job you were created to do. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. And and so and and His here's where i've heard god most so people say how do you hear from god and you're know, getting your knees and uh, i don't i don't hear any voices or anything like that. i i don't know about you but i often hear god through other people yeah um and the only way then because that has the filter is uh thank you for that advice thank you for <laughs> speaking to me but again you don't really know me so that doesn't really make sense so there's this there's this self-defeating um process that goes through that and so th- the only way that Um, that God truly speaks through other people is when I've been honest and truthful and open and vulnerable with them. Right. And then they see something in me that they've never seen before. And then God can speak through them in a way that, that is that lands that truly lands.
1: Let me say this. Isn't that the truth? Yeah, but it is. And I love that you brought up that you see and hear through other people. And I think, God's talking to us all the time. We just aren't really paying attention, sure. right? And because I've heard people say, like, I see it in numbers. I see it in um, things and signs. Like even if it's on the street, like a big a big billboard, and all of a sudden it said the exact thing that they needed to hear. Mm. Or like I've heard, you know, I've, I've heard this phrase three times. I better do what I know. I'm you know contemplating. Right. Um, and and I love that because and I was as I was telling you, like I used to find them in seashells. You know, and and to see that I could find these perfect like shells that were created for an animal who no longer lived there and now are being washed up onto the shore. And that was him speaking to me mm. if I wanted to listen. Right. And so when people are here to give you advice and if it contradicts, you know, what God says about you, then he's not it's not God speaking to you. Right. right? Like right. that's somebody just banging a gong yep. and wanting your attention and mm-hmm. distracting you. Mm-hmm. Um like those who tell us to sit down and, and be quiet, right? Those people in our life are probably not trying to hurt us. I think what they just don't know is your truth. right? And so they're trying to say, hey, actually I had this whole image and you just destroyed everything I knew to be true about you and now I've got to deal with that. So when you have somebody that you can trust, you know, don't just brush off their advice for nothing, you mm-hmm. know, as like, they're just giving you this love or whatever that is short-filled. I had to really pay attention because I didn't know, people were always manipulating me, always. Mm-hmm. And I had tra- a lot of trauma, so I was really people gullible, that, yeah. right? And then I, and I realized, I mean, down to like, people I thought were my best friends and, and people that I was in relationship with, and I always found myself getting hurt until I heard it differently, right? And that's as I was telling you about how I met Brian, was just he was saying some of the same things that other people said. He just said it differently. Mm. And what I mean is in his context and in the way that he didn't have any ulterior motives. And when I saw that, I had to follow that because for whatever reason, and I pushed it, I tried to break it, you know, to test it. But I found that, you know, it was still stable. It was still very much a solid thing for me. So that was a truth that I wasn't used to. I am beautiful. I am special. I do have potential. There is qualities in me that are worth being pulled from the deep, dark spaces that are covered up in shame and doubt and fear. Mm. But once those things kind of got revealed, it was hard to go back. And then, like I was telling you, I had to (laughs) refuse to go back because otherwise I wouldn't be given more opportunity, you know. And I do believe when we're being honest with ourselves and we're being honest with our community yes. and vulnerable and transparent, yeah. right? God will give us more. He trusts us
0: with more. Right. So <laughs> think, thanks so much. Man, there's so much in there to unpack. I'm just like, you got my head spinning here thinking about all that. But one of the things that I, I used to, um, ...struggle with in being honest and, and truthful... ...is that it would often lead to a conflict. It would often mm. lead to a difficult conversation. You talked about there some of those internal struggles... ...and even some friends that maybe dis- didn't disagree. And and for me, conflict was something that I'd learned early on... ...was to be avoided. It was something wrong. Mm. And um, I think where I'm landing these days is I'm, I'm more... Um, more walk into conflict hmm. um, not to be ugly not to be horrible but just that I'd rather resolve it earlier than let it manifest yeah
1: <laughs> um,
0: and just sit there and mess me around but um, th- let's talk about that a little bit what's your been your experience with with conflict
1: oh man I am the conflict resolutionist um, I don't like it right yeah. like and I don't hide from it I don't run from it None i of us actually do.
0: I don't think we do right
1: I and I find the people who have a problem with conflict is because they don't have the tools to resolve it. And so they avoid or they they just uh, shut it down.
0: So bang, here's the truth.
1: Right? Oh, oh no. So conflict, I say, yeah. Yeah. so just tell me what did you think about this? Right? We have a baby on a podcast. How are we going to deal with it? Yeah. Right? Or, or somebody says something negative about you. Or I had a couple really recently, just people who believed something that wasn't true about me. Um, and I could tell because they stopped talking to me. So what did I do? I addressed it. Hey, I, I would like to just um, you know chat with you, get coffee. Is there something that we can talk about? Yep. Still not knowing if there was a problem, you know, because I could just feel it. Right. And then uh, eventually said, did I do something wrong? Wrong. Yeah. Is there something that I hurt you by or mm-hmm. offended you with? And and then eventually it comes out. That, no, I just, I heard this thing and I wasn't sure. And so I avoided it.
0: <laughs> right,
1: right. And it's like, well, that actually hurt me more than you can imagine, yeah. you know, because of the rejection and abandonment I experienced. Wow. So I believe, and this is even how my husband and I do it. First, if somebody causes a problem in your life, right? So I was just say my husband and I are fighting over something silly and, um, or it might be serious. He's allowed to talk. And I have to put my, I literally put my hand over my mouth because I know I want to talk, and then I get to talk, right? And he does the same. He listens to me, and That's we good. don't respond. That's good. In fact, the best thing you can do is sit there and let them process it.
0: Yeah. Even
1: after they've gotten it all out, be quiet for five more seconds. Right. Because they might have something else they want to, all of a sudden came to light. Right. Yeah. And then you ask, well, what can I do to help you next time? Right. And where Brian and I talk a lot about is, um, you know, giving each other tools. Like, actually, I just need you to listen. Please don't give me any advice. Right. Right. Or, hey, I need to be heard. Like, I'm an equal and I need you to empower what I'm saying right now. Okay. You know, or pull me aside if you have a problem in the moment. Don't wait until tomorrow because I will have forgotten.
0: So you, you've just landed on a couple of key things. So like One is, I, I mean, I, I would always listen and even even now I'm, tr- I'm trying to be present and listen to you rather than listen to give an answer mm-hmm. because that was my default position I had to give an answer so I'm always listening to to say yeah <laughs> you think that's great too. I'm listening to say what advice am I going to give and this is I think this is what people <laughs> <laughs> he thinks yes yeah, so like happy, has aren't you?
1: never talked this much
0: <laughs> yeah bring what is because because Alicia and Craig are talking so much he just wants to join in that's
1: right. Talking about truth.
0: Coming back to being truthful, the one thing that I feel like... hey, ...I'm going to be truthful with someone... ...and then they're just going to give me a bunch of advice... ...and they don't really listen, they don't really hear... ...they're just going to make themselves feel good... ...so why am I going to bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I would do the same on the other end. Um, I, I just didn't listen, didn't take the time to, to really listen. I, I had this um, situation recently on a, on a board... ...and I thought there was a person on the board. I'd I, I wanted to call them about something... And so I called and left a message and they didn't return. I sent a text and I thought, oh, they just don't really like me. There's something going on there. And so a week or so later we finally see each other and I went up to her and said, are we all good? She said, yeah, yeah, great. What's the problem? She said, I tried to call and send you a message. Oh, oh I didn't get any of those. Hmm. And so we... Here's me going into this downward spiral of trying to be mm-hmm. you know, build a relationship with someone. I think they're upset with me. I don't think they're, they're, so I've done something. I don't know what I've done, but and yet, and in and in the old days, in the old Craig, I would have said, oh, "I can't, I can't go into that conflict. I'm not going to go face that truth. I'm not going to resolve <laughs> that." And it just would have festered and made things even worse. But uh, no, I've got to walk into this conflict and have that conversation, and it was all resolved because this wasn't even an issue. Right. And here I'd got myself all worked up about it. Right. Um, so so it was it was great to be able to have that conversation. But that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. Why, why? Why do we? Why do we fear that? But I so think.
1: Much? But I think that's all it is. Is fear, right? Like if you can see fear as just kind of like the mad kid, like I said, on the playground who decides like. Everybody else doesn't matter. So I'm just going to get on this merry-go-round, and I'm going to go around and around and around, making you think she doesn't like you, she doesn't do this, she doesn't that. Blows this big old energy up into this thing in your head, right? The elephant in the room. Mm. And it's really just somebody who needed some love for a right. minute, right? The kid's not that bad, right? Right? They actually probably are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, tired. we're hungry or tired, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, giving the benefit of the doubt probably will always give you the win.
0: Yep.
1: Um, but there are times where yeah, they don't like you and they did say stuff and they did, you know, not answer intentionally. And, and you know what a
0: resolution.
1: you don't need them in your life. No, yeah. And they're seasonal and they were there for a moment just to teach you something, which was where's your confidence really? Is it in you uh, yeah. in that relationship? Yeah. Or are you in the okay part of your life where eh, can go on
0: so so there yeah i mean that's the other fear right is in being truthful and open and honest and vulnerable with people they may they may genuinely not like me mm-hmm. and i may feel that rejection but here's where, where i've learned and let's kind of bring this in for a landing here now is sure that, is that um not everybody's gonna like me nope and not everybody's gonna get along with me but the ones that I have been truthful with the ones I have been open and honest with, like me more, right? <laughs> because I've done that, and yes, I've kind of some other folks have decided that well, maybe this is just not best in my life right now, right? A- and that's okay. A- and and how much better to move forward with that resolution than trying to. <laughs> keep everybody liking me all the time, right? It's
1: exhausting.
0: It is. And, and I don't even think... Tell me about it. I right. did it for a long time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I dealt with that too because of all the things I went through as a kid and just trying to... And not even knowing that you're trying to make people like you, yeah. right? Embellishing your stories just enough so that they mm. they resonate with it or being funny because you're actually sad or, you know, doing little things like buying people stuff. A lot of people go to like, I got to buy them something to show that I like right. them. Um None of that matters at the end of the day, and in fact, you know what I find is I'm I'm the girl who's going to check in, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't heard from my friend in two months. I'm going to call her and make sure she's all right. That's good. It's good to have, but is there a lot of people doing that for me? Yeah, not always, you know. And so I have those same fears. Well, then am I? Is this one sided? But I realize why am I expecting everybody to be just like me? Yeah, that's not it at all. And so again, going to where God calls us is that space where if you lost everything everything you owned your family everything would you still have a relationship with Jesus it's the story of job
0: right right yeah. and
1: so sometimes we have to be more like that
0: and, and and so finally just as we wrap this up we often see in the church and people outside the church look at people in the church and go oh, you've got all these things that you're doing wrong and it and it's all these um these things that we turn to to try and medicate the pain Mm -hmm. things like whether it's whether it's alcohol or drugs or anger or workaholism or sex or um uh, things that we all turn to And, and and they're just symptoms of deeper issues right that that ultimately my belief and i think the bible says this is that you don't you don't address and try and fix the symptoms you 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 want to go to the cause and the cause is a relationship mm-hmm. is deep, deep relationships with our Lord, our God, our Creator, and with one another. Right. And the only way that those relationships can be strong and meaningful is through truth right. and, and openness and honesty and vulnerability. And all those words I hate <laughs> as, as an, and the an introvert and yet they're so powerful and meaningful.
1: They are because they all come from the word love. None of those words that you said come from evil. Yeah. Right. And so if you look at it like that, and you mentioned it too, like I could spend all day loving Jesus and forgetting about the second commandment yeah. and loving each other. And we know when we serve others, it fills our cup. Mm-hmm. We do. So saying I'm fine, it's going to give us, let's say, an eighth. Right. But if I go and help feed somebody who hasn't eaten in a few days, or if I sit and listen to my person who's in front of me, just downpour, whatever they're going through, that cup's going to fill up and fill up. And even though it hurts sometimes even to get their cup filled, because the wineskin, I mean, if you can imagine, isn't just soft, right? Right. It starts off brittle and rough and hard. And as it's being used and poured from it, softens and softens. And that's what weakens it. So it has to have new life being put around it and that support. So we always need other, right? We're called to connect. (laughs) We're called to be just that light in other people's lives and sometimes it's not by talking at all sometimes it's just sitting and listening Sitting and listening yeah
0: yep. that's so good alicia we could go on for hours and i'd love to have you back again um sometime hey, thanks for, for listening i hope this is helpful yeah. and, and, and if it is then uh, then and check, at least check you check heard baby
1: out. cues and, and cuteness yeah exactly <laughs>
0: oh, the baby on the podcast what a cool thing to have right and um if, if you'd like to to come and say hi then uh sunday mornings at the the bear 11 studio ymca downtown pensacola yep. um, 10 a.m you can come see us there um, and we'd love to meet you say hi and uh and listen and listen yeah <laughs> and, and maybe and maybe, ask uh, how are you really how are you really yeah that's right. and that's about being real and honest and open That's uh it's great thanks Alicia Thank you, thanks Greg. so much for having uh, um for coming on hey just before you go how can people get in touch with you Sure. What, what things have you got going on?
1: Um, so I have recently opened my own business called Tap and Consulting. It's awesome. a nonprofit, faith-based organization that helps survivor leaders of human trafficking yep. become more uh, professional and develop their leadership skills. I host retreats, and um, my website is tapandconsulting.org. You can give there, you can read about what we're doing, and right now I'm pushing trainings for people to learn, to see, respond in trauma-informed ways with anti-trafficking efforts.
0: Awesome. Great wrap. Check it out. Check it out. See you later, everybody. Bye, Quinn.